Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Congress to Cubicle, where we look at the efficiency, effectiveness, and credibility of government. Today, we're going to talk about shared services. And as a lot of you know, shared services has been coming for a long time. It's been talked about since even the Reagan administration, and it's taken a long time to get here. Now you're starting to see some real energy around shared services, where GSA has a strong portfolio and, and capable staff of bringing that forward. We've got the quality service management organizations, the QSMOs that have come about running each of the major shared service areas. It's been mentioned in the president's budget and it's really starting to get some traction and I hope we can bring together all resources. Today, we have Earl Pinto to talk about shared services, GSA's Deputy Associate Administrator. Welcome, Earl. Well, thank you for having me on, Steve. I really appreciate it. So for our audience, can we start out by just talking about what is shared services? Well, shared services is an industry best practice designed to improve not only the quality, but the performance of mission support services to allow agencies the opportunity to focus on their missions and their delivery to the American taxpayer. It does this by identifying common needs across federal enterprise, and then making available solutions and services that meet those needs. And what are those areas that services are in? So some of those services, I mean, you can see them across the entire mission support domain. Mm -hmm. You can see them in cybersecurity and financial management, grants management, payroll. We're developing standards that include uh, contract writing, human capital, electronic records management, regulation management and real property management. And then if I didn't mention, I'll also mention travel and expense standards. So what's the business case? What are the challenges to be solved with implementing shared services? Well, well, here's what we're trying to do. And they're real problems, Steve. The federal government currently has 108 time and attendance systems, 107 contract writing systems, 45 financial management systems, and 1,900 contract for financial management-related services. Mm -hmm. What you see there, Steve, is massive duplication in both contracts and in systems. And it's preventing the government from leveraging its buying power, and it's taking away resources, time, energy, and attention on delivering for the American taxpayer. GAO stated, and they stated this back in 2016, that moving to shared services can save the federal government billions of dollars, as well as reduce all this duplication that we're seeing and free up resources for the mission. Let's talk about what that roadmap looks like to get there. I remember sitting in meetings and with OMB actually in 2000, 2002, 2003, having this conversation about moving to shared services. They wanted to move out very quickly on contracts with which to get there. I thought that was way premature at that time. And frankly, we're still not quite there yet. What does that roadmap look like to help us get there? Well, the first thing is agreeing on what actually could be shared. Mm -hmm. I mean, the recognitions that we have, and it's, it's a key distinction from past efforts, is a focus on quality. 
But we know that the only way we're going to get to quality is by developing government-wide standards. Now, I get it. Every agency is different. They have different missions. But I submit that on many of these mission support services, we can find enough in common where we can agree on business standards. And once we do that, then that is an opportunity for sharing. I get people, Steve, all the time telling me what things can be shared services. They call my phone and say, well, we should have a shared service for X, for Y, for Z. And my focus is, have we got an agreement? Mm -hmm got an agreement across the federal enterprise of what should be in common. And the standards are the way to do it. Second thing is, is to create these capabilities, centralized capabilities and a marketplace for the future. And we're doing that through what we're calling the quality service management. Lastly, let's use existing solutions that are working. Some of them are you know, customer centric. They're already demonstrating value to agencies. They're mature and let's increase adoption of those areas. So that's the sort of the, the three strategies that we're employing to get to a better future. So and you need st business standards, performance standards, data standards. Uh, correct. Technology that talks to each other, you know, so forth and so on. And that's a huge lift in this government. How are you going about creating those standards and driving towards them, whether it's on a, a robust way or a pilot way? The QSMO is going to be supporting that and helping that. So OMB has designated standards leads. It's someone who's actually raised their hand and said, I want to develop standards in my community. And why do they do that? They do it because they feel like if they develop standards commonly across the 24 CFO Act agencies, it'll solve a problem in their community. And so what we've done is designated a standards lead. Standard leads then get their agency community together, whoever they might be, puts that community together. And then we have a governance system called the Business Standards Council, which is comprised of a cross-functional group of executives who look at the end-to-end -end outcomes of business standards. And so they do a peer review. Then we send that review over to OMB and OMB either concurs or non-concurs on whether or not it should be a government standards. That process is a difficult one, as you've already suggested. Mm -hmm. That process, and in many cases, takes more than two years to develop standards. And it takes money because you can't do it just by yourself. Well, this administration is now you're starting to see the support for it. And the president's budget request, the QSMOs are identified, the move towards shared services. That's something we haven't seen in a while. And that actually, that's really helpful and strong. Even back in the Bush administration with the, you know, the Quicksilver initiatives, right? The eGov initiatives, we're thinking about that and trying to move financial systems, HR systems towards that end. But we're seeing some of that support. Are you feeling that tangible support from the administration now? Here's what I'd point you to. Mm -hmm. March of 2021, mm -hmm. we released a memo called M21-20. Mm -hmm. And what it did was direct agencies to consult with relevant QSMOs prior to making any investment in technology to implement the requirements of the American Rescue Plan Act. And so what we had is the grants QSMO jumped up on the opportunity and is now serving multiple awarding agencies in its execution of the American Rescue Plan Act. And I see that as a, a sign of things to come. The things, other things that we've done in this administration is during May of 2021, 
Department of Homeland Security issued, with GSA's help, a $100 million award for DNS resolver services. What those services do is they so they, they look at the website names, the links in the email, and the from addresses to make sure that they're valid and legitimate before users direct it to them. And what that does is reduce the likelihood of a hacking event. So we've seen already some progress made over the last six months in shared services under this administration. And where is the president's management council involved? Have they weighed in? Where do you think the hill is on this? Are you getting the support? Here's where I, I know that we're getting support. Mm-hmm. So we got support across the federal enterprise because what we have And our governance ecosystem is a shared services governance board. Mm -hmm. Governance board is comprised of executives from the CXO councils. And we've got nine of those members now, and they're they're representing nine different agencies. And what they're doing is advising on shared service activities. And they're essentially the voice of the customer. And so what they're saying is, this is where the customer demand is. And so they're advising the QSMO on the implementation of these centralized capabilities that we're creating. So on a practical level, you know, where the financial people in the agencies, the HR folks in the agencies, the cyber folks in the agencies, what kind of impact are they going to see? What are they going to feel? What do they know now about shared services and its impact? One of the things that they'll feel, especially in the financial management community, is choice is limited. Mm -hmm. You go to a financial shared services provider and you've got their one solution with varied levels of flexibility. They also know that federal shared service providers are housed in agencies whose mission and core capabilities are not aligned with their sort of shared service offering. And what Mm -hmm. that's linked to is providers going in and out of the marketplace, depending on appetite for risk or different leadership imperatives. And it's causing what I would call massive instability in the shared service marketplace. So what they're going to get is more stability because the QSMOs are charged with offering and managing a marketplace, not just of technology solutions, but of services. And that marketplace will have these federal shared service providers who then will have to align their services and solutions to the agreed upon standards. Uh And they will have industry providers who will also have to align their solutions and services to what we've already agreed to in the government. So what they will see is a robust marketplace where they've already agreed on the standards, which inform the requirements of the solutions and services. So where is GSA around the government providers versus private sector providers. And I know a few years ago, talking to a a number of private sector providers, they're reluctant to make the investment until they get a nod from the government that it's going to be valuable for them. It's going to be worthwhile for them to do. So what we have done, and you mentioned financial management, so I'll stick there. Mm -hmm. What we've done is the Treasury QSMO has sought input from industry, Uh and agencies on what that marketplace would look like. So what they're doing is they're making real progress on developing a core financial management services capability framework for the marketplace that is informed by both industry and agencies. Uh Well, and I'll uh, just a little plug for the 
Shared Services Council because I sit on their board and they've been hosting a lot of forums to bring the two together to have these discussions, certainly to get there. I have been on many of Mm -hmm. panels and I've actually attend a lot of their meetings as well. And it's a good forum for bringing industry and uh, government together for sure. Are we identifying best practices? And what I mean by that is separate from the standards saying that, you know, DOD or Department of Energy has a really strong system. They have an effective process regardless of the domain. You know, HHS, of course, for example, is the QSPO for grants. But are, are we also identifying best practices that can then be shared? You know, one of the struggles I have found overall with government, forget about shared services for a minute, is the ability to share. I have a, a technology that really works. I've cracked the code on uh, hiring time, right? Reducing hiring time. Here, I can share that with the rest of the government. How do we get to the government to share? One of the ways they're doing that, and this is what the QSMOs are doing, and I applaud their effort. Mm-hmm. When before we, and that is OMB designated these QSMOs, what they required them to put together is an implementation plan. And that implementation plan had to have a strong customer engagement model. And so what the QSMOs are doing now, the ones that have been designated, are actually meeting with the customers. They're learning from the customers about what's working in their agencies. They're putting together work groups and holding office hours with customers, agencies, customers to learn from them. We are also learning at GSA in my office of the shared solutions and performance improvement. So we are helping to set the QSMOs up for operational success. And we're taking the lessons learned from multiple agencies and sharing those across the QSMO community. Yeah, I would love to see some some successes, some pilots, some outcome, uh, good solid KPIs and outcome metrics that yep. demonstrate the capacity. What about you know investment? Has GSA sort of has started having the conversation about investments that are required to get there? And is, is TMF gonna be a source, at least from a technology perspective to support shared services? Well, great question, because TMF is definitely going to be a source for shared services. And in fact, the recent guidance that came out under this administration in May is providing, it has a a category, it has four different categories, but one of those categories is dedicated to shared services. Mm -hmm. And so with the TMF, they're explicitly saying shared services is something that we want to come with applications and proposals for TMF funding. And in fact, in that same area, they, they put the, the shared services have, can suggest a minimal payback on that investment from the TMF. So folks are thinking about that. We're also, you know, agencies are working with Congress, QSMOs are working with Congress to support not just building the service, mm-hmm. but also, and as you know, Steve, the migration costs to move to the service. Those things are absolutely essential um, if we're going to make those things work. But we also need to do is take a long-term view because as we've mentioned, as I've mentioned today, is developing the standards, taking a couple of years. And then, you know, the procurement life cycle, that could take a year or two. So setting up an entity to serve the government is going to take a little bit of time. So we need people to have a long-term view about where we're trying to go. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And I think as you start getting some successes, 
having a, you know, sort of an outside objective entity, whether that's GAO or private sector resource to come in and almost assess and audit and demonstrate the capacity to really bring it forward. Have you thought about incorporating self-service and with shared services? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the, uh, a manager, a federal manager can go right into their financial accounts and do certain functions, or an employee can go in and change a W-4 uh, or add a dependent to their health insurance themselves without involving HR? I mean, self-service has to be core to what we do. I mean, we've got to reduce the level of manual entry into systems that are coming from the shared services providers. We have asked the QSMOs to look at innovative solutions for not just self-services, for, for a lot of things like AI and bringing those new technologies into the government. So we've, we've, we've asked the QSMOs to do just that. But I want to return to something you said earlier about the assessment of QSMOs. So what we're doing this year, and it'll be the first time we've done it since 2016, is get a baseline on performance of the current shared service providers so that we can use that baseline to see once we have these marketplaces, we can see whether or not the QSMO marketplaces are exceeding that baseline. And I think what we're going to see is that because what we're working towards is a future, a future where we close the gap between the federal government's performance emission support services and industry best in class. We're working towards a future where 75%, three out of every four federal employees say that they're satisfied with the mission support that they receive. And we're working towards a future where we start reducing operational costs through reducing redundant procurements and generating economies of both scale and skill. Well, and then there's a whole support required for retraining contracting officers, retraining HR specialists, you know, to make sure it's fully supported throughout. That baseline is becomes really important because you had mentioned AI and using advanced technologies, uh, bots, AI, machine learning, especially where it's not practical to reinvest in every technology system across government and where they don't talk to each other, where you can use these advanced technologies to get them to talk to each other at, in my opinion, actually a, a fairly reasonable cost to get there. Yep. So those kinds of things become a critical part of the strategy. And you're managing a very large entity across all these. I think the QSMOs is the way to go. I think there's real opportunity for learning and growing. And, and I think the council that you have is really going to help you get there. Communication and sharing is going to be key to all of this. Agreed. Yeah, fully. So what haven't I asked you, Earl? Uh, <laughs> what do you want the world to know? There's so much to talk about in this space, of course. And I, I'll just tell you that, you know, one of the things that some other things that we have done just recently that I didn't get a chance to tell you, one is the and GSA stood up a new shared service. It's called the e-rulemaking. Mm -hmm. And e-rulemaking program was previously housed at EPA. And it supports about 42 agencies in the process of making proposed rulemakings publicly available for comment. 
and facilitating agencies' review of those comments before those final rulemakings. So what I think it does, I think I'm excited about the program. So it's run by a colleague at GSA, because um, I think that program supports openness, making everything publicly available, uh, transparency and accountability in government, which I think are foundational to our democratic values. So there's, there's quite a bit when, you know, people tend to think of finance, HR, grants, that's sort of the foundational things, but rulemaking, FOIA requests, there's so many areas in which efficiency and effectiveness is possible. As you know, back a number of months ago, I developed a set of recommendations on human capital management. And one of the findings in that report is the government does not know what it even spends on human capital management. It knows what payroll is. It knows what the benefits are. But the cost of technology, the cost of people, the cost of process and systems, the opportunity costs aren't known. And I'm sure that's true in a lot of other areas. So getting your arms around there and demonstrating both consistency of performance, customer service, return on investment, return on expectations is all incredibly possible across shared services. Yep, and, and, and that's why we're working really hard on this baseline survey so that we actually have a baseline to, to measure progress and gauge progress across all of shared services. Earl, I hope this keeps going and expanding. I applaud you. I'm sure you have sleepless nights as well, um, but you're the right guy to, to lead this. And I'm, I'm really glad you're there uh, making this happen. And I'm, I'm glad Thank it's you. finally getting some show. You know, people are paying attention to it now and it's, it's getting out there because it's, it's been a long time in coming, a long way to go. And I hope you see it through uh, before you retire to um, some, some real great benefits that you can point to. Yeah. So I appreciate your coming on Earl Pinto, deputy associate. Thank you for having me for GSA. Look forward to more engagement with you on the shared services council and, and see where this goes. Thank you, Earl. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching this episode of Congress to Cubicle, where we look at the efficiency, effectiveness, and credibility of our government. If you have any comments or questions, you can always reach me at steve at center4oe.com. That's C-E-N-T-E-R, the number four, the letters O-E, dot com. You can see the podcast on our YouTube channel, get it on our website, or visit all the major podcast channels. We appreciate your coming. Look forward to the next one. Take care.